just going to turn things over to Mr. Mark Weber now so he can start off the show this morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, doing great. How about you? The weather feels really nice outside, doesn't it? I I love it. I've been I'm one of those people I've been waiting for this a while. It was really a long hot summer, so we finally got some nice <laughs> autumn autumn temperatures. Well, today I tell you what, Mr. Audi, today is going to be one of those days where it really will pay <laughs> to listen to garden talk. You know why? Why is that? We got a $25 gift card to Knollwood because they're gardeners like you and I to give away. Plus, we have no less than three pair of tickets to the Artistry and Wood event at the Roberts Center over in Wilmington to give away. So we have a lot of giveaways today amongst everything else. Plus, ladies and gentlemen, we'd love to hear your questions and, and ideas how to have a better yard, garden, and landscape right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you. And welcome back to what I call the best three hours of radio anywhere. This is called Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This show is all about helping you with your yard gardening and landscaping challenges. And no matter what your question may be, we have an open line for you at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. As we begin this morning's broadcast, a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Mark Weber. I am the president and co-founder of a business right here in good old Dayton, Ohio called Mark Weber's Landscaping. You can learn about my firm at www.weberlandscaping.com. And of course, Weber is spelt with two Bs. Um, my education is is the following. I um, hold two degrees in horticulture from Ohio State University. Um, I'm also designated by the International Society of Arboriculture as a board certified master arborist. I've been a certified arborist since the since I, like 18, 1989, 1990, if I remember right. Um, I'm also qualified as a tree risk assessor. I'm also a licensed tree expert um, as designated by the board of tree experts. And more so, I am a certified horticultural professional. Um, and I'd love to help you today. If you've got a question about your landscape, you got questions about your turf, you got questions about your trees or your landscape or your vegetables, um, or even your indoor plants that should be going indoors if they're outside. <laughs> I've got a little work on my own, own, own part to do, do on that front. Um, but we're here to help you today. Um, and, and I like to, you know, open up the phone lines today with whatever your questions may be, because... What we do here on Garden Talk is help people. We give them um, information that really will improve the world in which they live and more so give you the um, analysis that's based on science and best practices of how to be successful. Um, so as we begin this morning, um, October is nearly here. Um, and as, as, as predictable, the weather has begun to cool off. And the season to grow the plant grass seed is simply 
um, dribbling away. And I mean dribbling away. It is to the place where I was last night. I was sitting on my deck um, enjoying the um, really nice cool air. And I thought to myself, boy, oh boy, it's going to get hard to get grass seed to germinate now. And the bottom line is this morning we're resting at uh, 50 degrees Fahrenheit in uh, downtown in the Dayton area and 52 in Springboro, 51 in Hamilton, 46 in Eaton and 46 in Troy. And ladies and gentlemen, when you get those kind of nighttime temperatures, grass seed just doesn't germinate. Um, now I've been, lo I looked at the long-term forecast for McCall right tags and uh, we got a low tonight of 51 and a high of 76 on Sunday. Um, we got a low of 60 on Monday and a low of 66 on Tuesday and a low of 63. So it is going to warm up a little bit in the evening hours with some rain. But boy, oh boy, if you've got some bare spots and you want to get them filled in with grass seed, I would really urge you to get it done now. Um, get it done here in the next day or so because uh, you're really going to run out of warm temperatures to get grass seed to grow. Because once that temperature drops much below 55, soil-wise, it is going to have a really hard time, that seed, seed that is, for that seed to, to germinate and uh, get up and going. Um, also, uh, I've really noticed a number of lawns that... Uh, really could use a good hollow tying core aeration this fall. Um, it's a process of, of, of basically pulling these, these soil plugs out of the earth. And by doing so, you, you create oxygen into the soil. And that oxygen is how plants grow, meaning the roots of plants follow um, what they call macro pore space. And that space is, is opened up in many cases by hollow tying core aeration. And really, the only chance that you have to kind of improve the conditions of the soil that you are trying to grow your turf on, um, beyond ripping your whole lawn apart and doing a whole bunch of soil amending and, and that type of thing, is by hollow tine core aeration. Um, and I would urge you to really put that on the budget to be done this fall. It'll make a big, 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 big difference long term. Um, this week also, I spent some time explaining to a lot of people about weed control. Um, and I will tell you that a lot of the weeds that you um, are challenged with in the fall and the spring of next year, in most cases, is, are directly related to um, weeds that have germinated or have grown um, in this time of year. In fact, the vast majority of those that are popping up, so to speak, are weeds that have germinated, have already germinated and have showed up in your landscape already. And it would pay dividends, great dividends, for you to go out into your landscape this weekend and spend some time with uh, managing those weeds with some pre-emergent and post-emergent type of herbicide materials. Um, what you will find is that if you can do that, you will find yourself much better off with controlling weeds next year than you are other years before. Um, and with that being said, I'd love to hear your voices today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That'll put you into the Master Control Studios. And uh, I tell you what today, um, in this first hour of Garden Talk... The best question that I get, I am going to give away a pair 
of tickets to the Artistry in Wood show October 13th and 14th at the um, Roberts Center. So if you give me a call today at 457-1290 in this first hour of Garden Talk and tell me a great question, a great, give me a great question that I think deserves an extra kudo of a prize, I will be more than happy um, to uh, provide you a couple of tickets to the Artistry and Wood Show October 13th and 14th at the Roberts Center. 457-1290. So when we come back, we'll give you an updated weather forecast and so much more on Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin with a great offer from my pillow. Buy one get one free. Think about it. If you want a great night's sleep, don't you want the same thing for someone you love? So go to MyPillow.com right now, click on the buy one, get one free offer, and use the promo code WHIO. You buy one, you get one free. And then you start sleeping better than ever, falling asleep right away, staying asleep, waking up feeling more refreshed, and so does he or she. Give the gift of a great night's sleep with this great offer from MyPillow. I should know for over three years, I have been sleeping better than ever thanks to MyPillow. Again, MyPillow.com. Click on the buy one, get one free special. Use the promo code WHIO. You can also call 1-800-320-1481. Ask for the buy one, get one free special. Again, use the promo code WHIO. MyPillow is a life changer. 100% made in the USA. A 60-day money-back guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. So get your MyPillow and one for someone you love. Hi, this is Teresa from Brookhaven Retirement Community. Fall is just around the corner with Farmer's Almanac predicting a difficult winter. We invite you to check out our independent living apartments at Brookhaven, where you live independently with lots of amenities like emergency call systems, wellness checks, meals, utilities, housekeeping, and snow removal. Call today to schedule your tour at 833-4006. Brookhaven Retirement Community. Expect to be impressed. David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. In 2011, we built our first outdoor columbarium and in 2015 completed our second. You may be asking, what is a columbarium? A columbarium is a chamber or wall in which urns containing cremations are stored. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. At the James at Ohio State, there is no routine breast cancer. We go beyond the routine to prevent, detect, treat, and cure your breast cancer, leading the way to better outcomes, faster responses, fewer side effects, and more hope. Learn more at cancer.osu.edu. Hi, I'm WHIO meteorologist Kirsty Zontini. Fall in Ohio brings the threat of severe weather. Trust the only radio station with severe weather coverage from Storm Center 7. It's where weather comes first every 15 minutes or sooner. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 
Sorry, everybody, having a drink of coffee there. Good morning, everybody. It's 619, 19 minutes after 6 o'clock. Let's check out the updated weather forecasts from New Center 7. Jacket this morning as you head out the door early. Temperatures will be rising through the 50s. Later today, we do stay below average with our temperatures only getting to about the mid 60s. It will feel nice though. We'll have lots of sunshine all day long. Later on tonight, just a few scattered clouds move on by. I don't anticipate we'll see any rainfall. We fall back to the low 50s. For our day tomorrow, slightly warmer. We get to about 76 degrees. Another day filled with mostly sunny skies. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is completely clear. We're resting at 50 degrees in downtown Dayton, 51 in Xenia, 50 in Wilmington, 51 at my house. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic and news, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. I would love to talk to you. You know, this time of year in the landscape, we tend to see a lot of uh, really big, 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 big spiders um, that are on our shrubs and on the side of our house and a whole bunch of stuff. And a lot of people get really creeped out uh, um, about uh, <laughs> about spiders. But let's kind of talk about, about what spiders are all about. Spiders are a very interesting group of animals. Um, they spend most of their um, life um, eating things and, 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 and then trying to reproduce their species. A very, uh, quite a few spiders, most species of spiders are only made up of females and, uh, there are very few species that actually have male spiders. Um, and why they are very large this time of year in many cases is because they have spent most of the summer and eating things. And many of them at this point in time are thinking about laying some eggs and things like that in the cracks and corners of your home because there's something called winter coming. So many cases why they look so big is the fact that they have eaten so much. In many cases, they are pregnant um, with uh, the opportunity to create thousands of more little of their own being. Um, generally speaking, though, keep in mind that spiders do a lot of good things, including kill a lot of nuisance type of insects and pests. And uh, they are an important function in the landscape because what they do is uh, kind of control the bad guys that hurt our plants. And uh, most importantly, in most cases, very few spiders ever will ever hurt you. Um, in Ohio, we've only got two species of spiders that represent any level of risk to you and I, which are the uh, black widow spider as well as the brown recluse. Um, in, in both cases, um, either are very rare to be rare to find, and if they do cause you some harm, you should seek some medical attention. Four five seven twelve ninety. If you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast, I would love to talk to you today about whatever is going on in your landscape today and most importantly if you've got a question about a certain part of your tr of a tree that's not making the right sound or maybe you've got a, a landscape plant that just seems like it's not functioning uh, correctly um, we would love to help you today at 457 1290. Um, also i will share with you this time of year is a really good time of the year as well 
um, beyond what we talked about earlier about doing core aeration to your lawn. Also, it's a time of the year to start removing a lot of debris that may be in your landscape. And I'll give you an example. Um, coming up this morning, we're going to be talking a little bit about gator bags. We see those gator bags everywhere. People put them around their trees uh, to provide uh, additional uh, moisture to the root systems of plants. Keep in mind that those gator bags, if you do not, if you're not utilizing them for water, we we're pretty much at the point with the rains that we've had, they're really not needed now. You want to remove those gator bags, and let me explain why. Um, there's been some people that have actually had uh, mouse damage to trees that they have planted related to the fact that the gator bag provided shelter to a lot of uh, mice that uh, could eat on the trunks of your trees. So keep in mind that those type of things should be removed away from your trees and plants because otherwise they will make sure that they will not harm your plants as well. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. Let's go talk to Barry this morning. Barry, good morning, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Thank you. Good morning, Barry. Sorry, I didn't have you potted up correctly. Go ahead. What's your question, sir? Uh, yeah, um, I just want to know what's the best way to protect my lawn from the winter. Prepare your lawn for the winter. Yes, I have protected bluegrass. Okay, is it? Tell me, is it brand new or is it uh, been around a while? Uh, it's it's uh, brand new. Okay, so is it sod or seed, Barry? I'm sorry, say that again? Um, turn down your radio, Barry. Okay. So is it sod or seed, Barry? It's a sod. It's sod, okay. And when was it recently installed? Uh, about two months ago. Okay, a uh, couple things. When's the last time we fertilized it? And when was it recently installed? Uh, about two weeks ago. About two weeks ago, okay. Uh, keep in mind, Barry, that you sh you're mowing it, right? Yeah. Okay. You want to keep mowing it all the way up to probably around Thanksgiving time. You're mowing it, right? And then at the same time, you're going to need to fertilize it. What I would strongly urge you to do, Barry, is to get a soil test done. See what the soil test tells you what you should be fertilizing it with. Um, and then more so keep mowing it because the more you mow grass, it actually hardens it off and toughens it up for winter. Okay. But remember, fertility is its best friend. So you're going to need to fertilize it, Barry. But you're going to fertilize it based off a of soil test. Thanks for your call, Barry, and thanks for being part of Garden Talk. I'm sorry, but when I hear my voice seven seconds later, my brain feels like it's going to explode. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. Uh, so when you call Garden Talk, folks, if you don't mind, please turn down your radio and listen to the show via the telephone line because, unfortunately, it makes the host go crazy, and I just don't like to go crazy. Um, also, back on Barry's question was, how do I get grass to be tough for the winter? Well, grass needs to harden off. And that was one of the reasons why we talked so much earlier this year um, in August and September about the need to be doing um, sowing grass seed in August through September because it allows the grass seed the opportunity to harden off and uh, for that plant to be um, in good condition going into the winter. Let's go to the telephone lines once again. Let's go talk to Chad. Chad, good morning and welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm well, Chad. How can I help you? I just had a question. I purchased a small little hobby farm this summer. And the, around the surrounding six acres by the pasture is nothing but poison ivy. Okay. About a foot in, 
the wood line. I have children. They like to play, and I want to get rid of it. Okay. Uh, what is the best way to get rid of that? Well, poison ivy, remember, is actually a perennial. Okay. It's not, okay. it's not an annual. This is a perennial weed that's almost on the borderline of being, it is a woody vine. Okay. Right. Which means that uh, perennial uh, weeds or perennial vegetation can reproduce itself by uh, seeds or vegetatively, meaning in the case of poison ivy, it, it grows these underground um, stems and, and, and shoots up wherever the sun will allow it to grow. Okay. Right. And it's also a vine, meaning that it has these little gripper um, tentacles that come out of its stem that allows it to adhere to trees and fence posts and everything else. Okay. Right. So because poison ivy has all this, it has a great ability to grow and to store a lot of energy below ground and, and plants store energy by what they call carbohydrates. Okay. So okay. when you're uh, trying to kill poison ivy, it's a war of attrition because what's happening is when you're applying the herbicide, you kill parts of the plant, but parts of it you don't kill because the plant has this bank bank account below ground called carbohydrates in its root system. Okay. Okay. So what I would suggest, and there's, and, and uh, September and October is a really good month to control weeds, uh, mainly right. because we can really put a ding on weeds, particularly with perennial weeds, by applying some uh, post-directive, non-selective uh, materials. And I would recommend using, you know, two products in combination with poison ivy, but you got to be really careful with these two. Um, are there any... I'll tell you what, I'm going to put you on hold. I'll come right back after we get in out of the garden, okay? Right. okay. Thank you, sir. More Garden Talk will continue after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 630. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO news update. Our top story we're following this weekend after a senator's confronted in an elevator in Washington. A vote to the Senate is going to be delayed pending an FBI investigation into Brett Kavanaugh. Dry for now, but I'm tracking our next chance for rain. I'll let you know when. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic. It's looking all clear out there so far this morning. Still looking clear at this hour. We're not seeing any accidents on those freeways or on the service streets that are going to slow you down this morning. And it's our top story in Washington. Senator Jeff Flake moving to delay the full Senate floor's vote on Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court nomination. This right after he was confronted in the elevator by two protesters who are also victims of sexual assault. By the time Flake finally made it to the hearing room, he was visibly shaken. About an hour in, he got up and left. He went into a side room. Soon, other senators joined him, including his friend, Democratic Senator Chris Coons. And when Flake returned to the hearing room, he dropped this bomb. 
That's Fox's Kristen Fisher in Washington. The FBI is investigating those allegations. They expect that investigation to be finished by next Friday. In Centerville, a father is in jail accused of trying to kill his two children in a fire. 30-year-old Ray Edas is facing charges including arson and attempted murder after a fire inside his house on Sunday. Investigators are saying Edas and has court records of making threats to kill the children and himself and concluded that the fire had prior calculation. Edas is being held on $600,000 bond. On Friday, the president signing in an eighth $154 billion spending, bu- uh, spending bill into law that would give service members a sizable 2.6 raise, and that includes some 15,000 people employed at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. The bill also delays a showdown over funding for President Trump's proposed border wall until early December. The spending package fully funds the Pentagon, as well as the Departments of Labor, Health and Human Services, and Education. That's Fox's John Decker. Well, let's get a look at our exclusive weather forecast with the most accurate and dependable forecast. Here's meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Starting out on the cooler side for your weekend, temperatures will be rising through the 50s this morning. We will have mostly sunny skies as we head towards the afternoon. Temperatures stay below average in the mid-60s. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar is looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley despite some chilly temperatures out there. There, 46 degrees in Troy, 50 degrees in Springfield, 50 degrees in Dayton at 633. If you've been waiting for fall, it feels probably amazing to you. I'm Jonah Hottie, WHIO Continuing News. Hi everyone, it's me again here to tell you that fall is just around the corner and with the kind of weather we've had this summer, most of us will welcome it. At our garden center, we're ready for fall planting with lots of specials like one gallon hardy mums, three for $12.95, lots of evergreens starting at $8.95, and beautiful rose bushes for $12.95. We have a large selection of fruit trees, grapevines, raspberries, and blueberry bushes, hardy hibiscus, hydrangeas, boxwoods, and Japanese maples. This is also the best time to sow our green mat grass seed or our water miser grass seed, which is a turf-type tall fescue. You know, I've been telling you for years that fall is for planting, and I'll see you at 1309 Brant Pike. Looking to save money without sacrificing exceptional Medicare coverage? Choose Medigold. Medigold has more benefits than original Medicare, with customer service based right here in Ohio. We have plans to fit your unique needs, including a $0 monthly premium, automatic Part D drug coverage, and preventive dental benefits. Medigold is easy to use with many $0 copays, a free fitness membership, and access to worldwide urgent and emergency care. You deserve exceptional Medicare coverage. Attend a free seminar close to home by registering online at Medigold.com. Medigold is a Medicare Advantage organization with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Medigold depends on contract renewal. This information is not a complete description of benefits. Contact the plan for more information. Limitations, copays, and restrictions may apply. Benefits, premiums, and or copays may change on January 1st of each year and vary by county. You must continue to pay your Medicare Part B premium. A salesperson will be present with information and applications. For accommodation of persons with special needs at sales meetings, call 1-800-964-4525. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. 
You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. You know, they're a really useful device that uh, allows us the ability to uh, water our trees in the landscape, and they're called gator bags. And what they are is this kind of this tent-like structure, their color of green, and they can be utilized to... Uh, uh, water the, our trees that we plant in the landscape. And they provide that necessary service in a really good way. But keep in mind, they need to be taken away from the tree. And this is why. Um, when we get into the cooler days of autumn, this is the time of the year when uh, many things that are with four legs, like mice and voles and other types of creatures, are looking for a place to call home for the winter. And these gator bags provide a great little house for them because predators like hawks and eagles and other animals can't find them there because they are hidden below. And that very tree that you've been trying to nurture the whole season long and keep it well watered is now, well, it's lunch, it's dinner, and it's breakfast for that mouse or vole that's underneath the gator bag. So do yourself a favor and your plants a favor and remove those gator bags now. By doing so, that you will keep your plants from becoming lunch and most importantly, allow them to see this season and for the seasons to come. You've been Into the Garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290. Don't forget, if you give me a really good question today, I'm going to give you a couple tickets to the uh, Artistry and Wood event, October 13th and 14th at the Roberts Center. Let's head to the telephone lines. Once again at 457-1290, and let's go back to talking to Chad about his nemesis poison ivy. Chad, are you with us? Yes, sir. So where I was kind of going with you is poison ivy is this plant that, that, that it's a native, and it tends to grow on the edges of woods and places where it gets enough light. And it's a plant that uh, once it gets established can be a real bear to get rid of. So right. w- what I would start doing is uh, applying right now would be a really good time to do this apply a post-directive application of glyphosate and then i would probably if you don't have any is there any trees nearby this poison ivy patches yes okay we got to be real careful with this second herbicide called um, 2,4-D and 2,4-D materials you can buy like weed be gone and things like that um, if you, if don't, and I, since you've got trees, I would not be using any herbicides like triclopyr or anything like that. Cause you, you would toast your trees for sure, but I would be, but I would be using a synthetic oxen combined with, um, glyphosate and the synthetic oxen will really take out big parts of the poison ivy. But what I would, what, what's going to happen is you'll spray it and it'll start to deteriorate don't be surprised if you start to get some regrowth on it yet yet this year, okay? Right. And then you're going to need to apply it again. Now, when you go into the spring of 2019, you're probably going to have to do this at least a full season. 
So all the way through okay. fall of next year, um, I can tell you that uh, I have had poison. I have po a patch of poison ivy on my landscape. It took me almost two and a half years to finally get rid of it. Wow. Yeah, it's if it's been there for a long time, it has a great opportunity to build up quite quite the reserves. Okay. Right. Does that make sense well, to you? I appreciate it. Okay, Chad. Good luck to you, and uh, thanks for calling Garden Talk, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. 457-1290. Let's go back to er Eric. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. How are you today? Good, sir. How can I help you? Yes, here a couple weeks ago, we had about the soil test for your lawn to see what chemicals you needed to use or whatever fertilizer. So, I mean, I a, so a soil test? Yes. I'm wondering where, you, where do you do that? or get that done um there's a different well usually what i tell people on soil tests are is one you need someone that can uh read the results and now let me explain when you get the results back you're going to get this paper that's going to have a whole bunch of chemical names and uh, parts per million and, and all kinds of stuff like that so you need to be able to understand what all that what all that data means and so that's why you typically work with a firm that can collect it and send it off and then read the results and send you a report to interpret what those results mean. Does that make sense? It's so you more or less uh, contact the landscaping company or whoever. Correct. Like, yeah. Um, it, okay. And there's different, there's, there's a, a lot of folks don't, um, get this part of it is that you have to be able to read the results and then apply those results to the client's particular situation. Let me give you an example. Um, I have a client who has, has had trouble growing a river birch in the front of her home, okay? And uh, this river birch um, has tested where it's got all of the nutrients in its, um, in its leaves and it's a little low in iron, just a little, not a big time low in iron, but the tree looks white. It looks white and uh, soil tests told the real story. The soil test uh, read where she was at nearly her soils where this tree is growing are nearly at uh, like 7.8 or 7.9. And uh, ideally a river birch wants to be growing at about 5.5 uh, to 6.5 pH. Okay. So she's exponentially almost uh three percentage points too high which means in in the logarithmic scale she is way out of the ballpark as far as ever being able to grow a river birch there successfully so in that particular case you know the recommendation comes down that you really shouldn't be growing a river birch there and you should be looking at trees and plants that tolerate a ph of of 7.8 or higher so does that make sense? Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Plus, that was answering my next question about trees that we we're going to plant. You know, contact them to get an idea what trees would be specific for. What we had was, of course, the emerald borer got the uh, ash trees. Right, right, right. And 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 see, like for example, if if you would you know contact my firm. We would collect the soil. We would collect the soil. We would send the soil off. We would read the results and write you a report. Typical report that comes out of my office regarding a soil test is about 20 pages in length. I know that sounds like why wow, you write a book. Yeah, I do write books. Um, 
But within that soil report, then there's recommendations that are provided for trees and shrubs um, that can be planted, as well as perennials and vegetables. Uh, it talks about how to acidify the soil, it drop the pH. It talks about, you know, what phosphorus and potassium does. It talks about how to supplement it, and 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 we charge, you know, 125 dollars for that service, which oh, which to me is 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 pennies on the dollar for the information that you get that it allows you to to be successful. Um, so I appreciate that's, it. Does that help you, Eric? Yes, very, very much. So. Well, Eric, I tell you what, I, I really liked your question today. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a pair of tickets to the Artistry and Wood um, event that's happening October 13th through the 14th at the Roberts Center. Um, I'm going to put you on hold because I you gave you asked a really great question. And so I'm going to put you on hold and Javon can get all your important data so that you can get yourself a pair of tickets. Okay. Alrighty, thank you. Thank you, sir. Javon, I'm putting him on hold, so you do what you need to do. 457-1290, if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast. That's right. Mark is giving away tickets today to this event if you ask me a really good question, because Mark wants good questions today. Let's head into the garden kitchen, Javon. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. You know, folks, it is the end of September and one of the best apples on the planet is coming off trees all over the Midwest right now. And it's called the Jonathan Apple. The Jonathan is an example of an American heirloom variety that once was very popular in many cases has faded from commercial production. In its early years of the 19th century, Jonathan was one of the most important commercially produced varieties in the United States and served and serves today as one of the main parents to many of the new varieties and cultivars that you see in many different uh, markets all over the world. Jonathan Apple was first discovered in 1826 as a chance seedling on a farm in Woodstock, New York. The apple went through a handful of different names, and along with all of that, at the end of the day, it became the name Jonathan. Jonathan is an apple that I love to eat, and let me tell you why. It's both sweet and it's also savory. It's cooked, you can be cooked raw, or you can be you can be cooked, or you can eat it raw. A flesh of a Jonathan will break down slightly when it's cooked, but it will hold that tangy, sweet flavor beyond reproach. Jonathan is perfect if you want to use it for caramel apples. And I love to eat Jonathan just to eat Jonathan. It's also good as cakes, crisps, and bread pudding. And it's a bit of a spicy flavor about it, which makes the Jonathan apple delicious. This is an apple that you can store in your fridge to almost Christmas. And this week's In the Garden Kitchen is the Jonathan Apple. You've been Into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now. 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290. If you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, I would... Love to talk to you with whatever is going on in your gardening world. And, of course, you can probably find Jonathan apples at your local farmer's markets this time of year. Um, it's a really great apple, folks. It's one of those that uh, in some ways 
has lost its popularity because there's so many other varieties now of apples out there. But I will tell you the flavor of Jonathan is uh, spicy but savory and it is delicious. Later this morning, we'll be talking to Rich Pearson, who's a local horticulturalist, about some really important topics. But more so, we'll be taking your calls today at 457-1290. And when we come back, more garden talk after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. W-H-I-O. We all have our routines, and for some things, routines are perfectly fine. But there's no such thing as routine breast cancer. At the James at Ohio State, you get a multidisciplinary team that specializes not just in cancer, but breast cancer. They focus solely on the prevention, detection, and treatment of breast cancer, providing care that's far beyond routine. For more information, visit cancer.osu.edu. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. Old, odd, and valuable come together at Belmont Coin & Jewelry. Industry low prices on only the highest quality GIA certified diamonds. Belmont Coin & Jewelry specializes in loose diamond appraisals, purchases, and sales. Choose from a wide range of ever-changing diamonds. Gifts for all occasions. Call 937-252-6895 or visit BelmontCoins.com. That number again is 252-6895. Honest appraisals, accurate prices, Belmont Coin and Jewelry. Are you ready for a new and exciting career opportunity? Silfax is hiring qualified CNC machinists, manufacturing techs, and more to make state-of-the-art silicon components. Silfex is a world-leading provider of precision components used to make and operate semiconductor tools, and we need you to help us grow. Transform your career and visit SilfexCareers.com to apply. That's SilfexCareers.com. S-I-L-F-E-X, careers.com. Makers wanted, careers made. Attention used motor homeowners throughout Ohio and Indiana. Paul Sherry RVs in Piqua wants you. We buy used motorhomes, all makes and models considered. Call 1-888-318-4870 to sell us your used motorhome. Not sure what it's worth? Our on-site appraisers will give you top dollar, whether you're selling or trading in. We buy motorhomes at Paul Sherry RVs, exit 83 off I-75 in Piqua. What is WHIO Triple Team Traffic? We're monitoring local road sensors and dozens of webcams with live reports from the road. Triple Team Traffic every six minutes on your way to work on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, everybody. It is 6.50. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Jacket this morning as you head out the door early. Temperatures will be rising through the 50s. Later today, we do stay below average with our temperatures only getting to about the mid 60s. It will feel nice though. We'll have lots of sunshine all day long. Later on tonight, just a few scattered clouds move on by. I don't anticipate we'll see any rainfall. We fall back to the low 50s. For our day tomorrow, slightly warmer. We get to about 76 degrees. Another day filled with mostly sunny skies. 
I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows clear conditions. We're resting at 50 delightful degrees in downtown Dayton, 48 in Troy, 50 in Wilmington on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. We have an open line for you, and uh, we'd love to talk to you today. And then we're going right up to the top of the hour. Which joined by your friend and mine, the one and only Mr. Richmond Pearson. How are you, Rich? I'm doing good. Mark, how are you? I'm well. The question is to prune or not to prune in September and October. That is a frequent question. And <laughs> do we, do we need a drum roll? Oh, if that's what it takes to get folks' attention, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, to prune or not to prune? Well, the simple answer is no, but there's a whole lot of reasons why, and I think, and I do take the time to let people know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, pruning at this time of the year, particularly, is just a bad idea, unless, and I noted this in in my blog post, uh, when I discuss pruning with a group or something, there's you know the first things ever that get pruned are anything that's dead or diseased or damaged. And I also add anything that is causing an obstruction to uh, pedestrian headspace or, or you know, flow. Those can always be taken care of. Right. But at this time of the year, any other pruning is going to stimu- is very likely to stimulate growth. Um, because that is a consequence of pruning. If you remove apical dominance from a stem, those auxins and hormones that are suppressing lateral bud growth are no longer there, and so those lateral buds will start to grow. Mm-hmm. At this time of year, when those lateral buds start to grow, they're very tender. It's very likely they're not going to harden off before we go into winter, and they'll be basically frost-burned and damaged, opening up an avenue for disease to enter the plant. So, yeah, and, and you know, Rich, the other thing that comes with this, and we need to explain to our listeners, is that what triggers plants to grow um, is hormones. Plants are raging bags of hormones, meaning that whenever you prune a plant, you stimu- stimulate uh, hormonal actions inside the plant. And when that occurs, then what happens is you trigger growth, but also you also um, affect winter hardiness. And let me explain a little bit deeper on that front. Um, Fall is a time of year when plants are removing water from inside their cells to outside their cells. The reason being is each plant cell is like a like a balloon. And what would happen if you fill a balloon full of water and put it in your freezer? It's going to get bigger. It's going to get bigger and it's going to burst because that balloon can't take so much expansion because water does what when it freezes? It expands. 
So what plants are doing on a cellular level, and that's the cells, not it's just the cellular, it's the cells, is they are removing moisture, water from inside those cells and putting it outside the outside the cells, which then later go through the lenticels and through the leaves and everything else. In this drying out process is part of the hardening off process. So when we go to prune a plant, instead of the plant um, using going through this natural hardening off off process, it now is starting to re-energize itself in trying mm-hmm. to attempt to uh, deal with a pruning cut that has caused it to uh, activate growth hormones. And thus you reduce yeah. your winter hardiness. So I think that's a fair way to say it. Um, also, Rich, I tell you the other thing that I see a lot of is people, um, for some reason, think if you cut it back hard in the fall, it'll make it mm-hmm. a better plant. <laughs> and that is so well, far yeah, removed yeah. from the truth. And then we get questions next spring or next June and July, actually, particularly when they apply that to hydrangeas. Uh, they come in and we have discussions about they've got this beautiful, lush, vegetated plant but it just won't bloom. Right. And then they want to know what to spray it or feed it. And at that point, it's like, well, let's back up. And we have those discussions about eventually about when did you prune it and how much. Right. <laughs> and so it's pruning is not a, um, it's not a disagreeable task that you need to do like rubbing the floor. Mm. It is, I find it something to do when I have the time actually step back and do some evaluation and contemplation of the plant and it can actually be kind of um, almost meditative because there are uh, certain principles you need to certainly respect but then you're looking at things like the architecture of the plant and and the aesthetic balance what are you trying to achieve and that's not something that you just go in there and wholesale start hacking away right pruning cut should be very specific and, and considered in the home landscape and in, in um, uh, smaller trees and shrubs like that. The other thing that I, I find also interesting too, Rich, is is, is that uh, um, people don't get the other piece of this is the studies have shown uh, on wound closure of plants that uh, plants that are pruned in November and like mid first part of November through nearly the first part of December, last latter part of mm-hmm. December, actually will have the wounds will be delayed in closure for almost uh, 24 to 36 months. It actually can slow that much down in wound closure rates. But it, other, oh, yeah. other, yeah, other side though, if you've got that nemesis called honeysuckle, it's a great way to control honeysuckle is to cut it down this time of year because it's likely to die because of the pruning that you do to it. So I guess there's a plus to everything, you know? Yeah. yeah. Rich, the understanding and, and doing a little reading. And a little... Exactly right. Rich, good to talk to you. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Okay. Take, take care, my friend. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for our number one of Garden Talk. Do not let your gardening hearts go to trouble because there's two more hours that lie ahead. Next hour, we're going to be giving away some more tickets to the Wood Show. And uh, with that, we're going to be picking out the very best question that you can give us here at 457-1290. 
And if you impress me with your question, you get a prize. Along with that as well, in the third final hour of Garden Talk, we're taking your calls. But next hour, Randy Tischer from Green Velvet Sod Farms joins us. And we'll be talking to each and every one of you on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.